The criminal law, then, consists of many different areas. This book explores all of the above topics, the legal process for investigating crime and for deciding the guilt or innocence of someone accused of committing a crime, the democratic system for deciding exactly what conduct amounts to a crime, and the nature of the court system used to decide criminal cases, including juvenile courts. Its opening chapters also examine some even more basic issues, including the question of why the law punishes criminal conduct to begin with and the centuries-long history of criminal law systems. Chapter 1, The Nature of Criminal Law, looks at what sorts of actions are considered criminal and why. Chapter 2, The History of the Criminal Law, explores the evolution of law in Western society and identifies landmark documents and principles that shape how criminal law is enacted and enforced today. Chapter 3, The Criminal Law in the American Federal System, discusses the ins and outs of how laws are created and passed in the United States, where laws may differ from state to state, and between states and the federal government. The Process of Legislation, Chapter 4, explains how laws are passed and traces the path of a proposed law as legislators debate, amend, and vote on new laws. The Elements of Criminal Law, Chapter 5, breaks down the key principles of how criminal acts, as well as guilt, are defined by the law and how those definitions apply to criminal cases. Chapter 6, Criminal Procedure, Investigating the Crime, covers how criminal law shapes police investigations and what legal principles guide how law enforcement officials can collect and process evidence and question suspects. Chapter 7, Criminal Procedure, The Trial, explains how criminal cases are tried in court. It describes the foundations of the legal system, courtroom procedures, and how the law applies inside the courtroom during a criminal trial. The Juvenile Court System, Chapter 8, details the differences in how the law and the justice system treat minors. Because children may be incapable of fully understanding the consequences of their actions, a separate branch of law exists to govern them. By reading this book thoroughly, the student can gain a good understanding of one of the most important topics involved in the safe and stable functioning of society, the criminal law. Chapter 1. The Nature of Criminal Law In 1884, a grisly event took place far out on the Atlantic. It was to become a notorious tale of the sea as well as the basis for the most famous case in English and American criminal law. In the 1880s, the sport of yachting was at a high point as well-to-do English owners raced their prized vessels against each other. A wealthy Australian wanting to share in the excitement traveled to England to buy one of these yachts. He found one named the Minionette, and he hired an experienced captain to sail her to Australia. This captain, Thomas Dudley, took on a crew of three for the voyage, Edwin Stevens, the mate, sailor Edmund Brooks, and 17-year-old Richard Parker, who would serve as cabin boy. Unlike the others, Parker had never before gone to sea, but he wanted to see the world, and sailing to Australia seemed a good way to do so. In May 1884, Mignonette and her crew set forth on their 14,000-mile voyage. Yachts, being fairly small vessels, rarely make deep-sea voyages, and 47 days into her journey, as she traveled deep into the South Atlantic, Mignonette ran into trouble. The southern hemisphere was in the middle of winter, and the yacht was forced to battle roaring gales and mountainous swells. On July 5th, the worst happened. A towering wave swamped Mignonette and sank her in a matter of minutes.
As the vessel began to go down, the crew barely had time to lower the yacht's dinghy into the water and throw in a few tins of supplies. Pulling away from the sinking mignonette, they found that they had no fresh drinking water and only two small tins of turnips. The nearest land was hundreds of miles away. Their situation was desperate, and soon it would grow even worse. For the next two weeks, exposed to sun, wind, cold, and salt spray, the castaways hung on grimly. In all this time they spotted no ships and collected practically no rainwater. A few days after the mignonette's loss, they managed to catch and eat a small turtle. But it wasn't nearly enough, and by July 20th all of them were dying of starvation and thirst. Richard Parker was in the worst shape. Overcome by thirst, he had resorted to drinking seawater, but the ocean's salt actually dehydrated him even further, causing severe diarrhea and making him delirious.